Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode 10 of the Breakout Fantasy Hockey and Gambling Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be looking at our favorite DraftKings plays for Tuesday night's main slate, and then we'll touch on everything from game lines to prop bets. We're going to cover it all. Now, as always, before we start, this is just a reminder that we are not professional gamblers and are just here to talk stats, trends, and the occasional gut feeling that we think could win us a few extra dollars. So please always gamble responsibly. All right, let's get into the show. Gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. You are now tuning in to the Breakout Fantasy Hockey and Gambling Podcast. Are you okay? I'm such a klutz. I just, I get so nervous when I gamble. I'm so silly. Today is Tuesday, February 16th, and as always, I'm Stefan Leo, joined by David Crosby, Jake Carter, and Steele Roden. Guys, five games in the NHL tonight, so you know there's some great value across the board, and we're going to help you find it all. On today's episode, we're going to be covering every game, telling you our favorite DFS plays, and a breakout bet for each. And then we'll wrap it all up with our locks of the night. Now, speaking of our locks of the night and our breakout bets, I think it's only right that we take a moment to kind of look back on... Uh, Monday's games and and maybe talk about our disappointment you know I had some confidence in the Chicago Detroit game to go over five and a half I mean they scored three goals in the first period so you had two more periods to just do exactly what you did in the first and the goals went dry it uh, obviously finished three two in overtime so my bet didn't hit and I was a little bit frustrated about that but uh David by the look on your face I think you were a little bit more frustrated as all three of you guys had the Leafs minus one and a half and uh through two periods, I couldn't help but think you were pretty confident in that bet. Oh, I was more than confident. I was basically counting my money already. The worst part about it was, folks, that I bet the Leafs money line, the Leafs puck line minus one and a half, the Leafs minus one, the Leafs minus two, the Leafs minus three, the Leafs minus four, and the Leafs minus five. I had every bet they could possibly offer. And in the second period, when the Leafs were up four goals, I was cackling to myself. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a boatload off this game. I think the plus five was like at plus eight fifty or something like that. Excuse me, the minus five. So, and then I watched it all crumble in front of my face. It's like the same thing with this Leafs team over and over again. And that just teaches you when you're up that big, you either got to hedge or you got to just get out at that point with the Leafs. Like, is there a more miserable fan base of one of the best teams in the league right now? It's just the same garbage every single year, guys. Yeah. And Crosby, you said it. I mean, I think one of the most frustrating parts of it too, is that this year they, they looked like a different team so far, right? Like they added some of those depth guys. They looked a little bit more solid on that defensive end. And then it's just a game like this that goes to show you that, you know, maybe they aren't all that different after all. They, you know, they still need to play a full 60 minutes. I, I thought it was interesting, too, what Sheldon Keefe said in his post-game press conference, too. Um, you know, I, I don't have a direct quote, but I'm pretty sure he said something along the lines of, after two periods there, you know, he he could feel that Ottawa was starting to get back into the game and it was, you know, he wasn't pleased with his team's effort pretty much, even though they were up, I think it was 5-2 um, after two periods. So, um, you know, I think that goes to show you that, that the coach wasn't happy to begin with before they even blew it. But, um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's just frustrating, right? Like, it's just the same thing over and over. Steele, what, what, uh, what were you thinking? 
I was heartbroken, man. I was legitimately heartbroken. That's two games in a row now that they've lost just because of the third period. They come out and dominate in the first two periods. They did it against Montreal where they were still winning one nothing. They lose that game 2-1 in the third. And then they go into the third uh, in last night's game. They're up 5-2. And you allow them to storm back. And then you cost up a breakaway in overtime for Dadanoff to score and Barry on Frederick Anderson. It's just I was heartbroken. I was watching with my girlfriend last night. And in the first period, she's like, wow, the Leafs are dominating right now. And then she looked back up two minutes later in the third. And it's like, wait, it's tied? And I was like, yep, yep, it's tied. I'm kind of nervous uh-huh. right now. They go in, score in overtime, and win the game. So, yeah, I was just heartbroken last night. Like you said, it's just typical Leafs doing typical typical Leaf stuff right now. You know, I, I've been a long proponent of standing up for William Nylander, and uh, I've said it multiple times across multiple things that I think that he could be one of the better players in the NHL, not just on this Leafs team, but – I don't know. He looked a little bit like Pierre-Luc Dubois trying to get out of Columbus last night with the effort that he puts in sometimes. And it's it's a little bit frustrating, to say the least, being a Leafs fan, not just having money on the game, but uh, being a Leaf fan. It, it hurts sometimes, guys. Now, we were going to start our DFS talk with a game that was postponed on Monday night and then was looking to play on Tuesday night, the Nashville Predators versus the Dallas Stars. Turns out they don't have any electricity in Dallas because of a snowstorm. So that game is postponed yet again, unfortunately, because the pricing was pretty juicy for that one but guys we'll move on to a game that maybe not as exciting but another team that hasn't played in a pretty long time and is finally getting back on the ice the buffalo sabers hosting the new york islanders jake i'm gonna come with you to start this one off who do you like in this game well steph i mean let me start off i was really interested actually like you said in that dallas uh, and nashville game just because of the pricing and you know, it's kind of a shame that uh, they, you know, the the infrastructure in Dallas and, you know, they don't get snow a lot. So I guess that's fair. You can't fault them for that. But um, no, in this Islanders Sabres game, it's one that I, I'm not really, you know, in love with for the DFS, um, you know, but I do like the Islanders in this matchup. I mean, yes, the Sabres did play. I believe it was last night in their first game back uh, from COVID um, and they did lose that game 3-1. But um, so, you know, both teams, of course, it, you know, it's a back-to-back, so fatigue is the same kind of for both teams. You could say Buffalo's a little more rested, of course, but um, for me, I've got Matt Barzell from the Islanders on that top line at $7,100, um, you know, 15 points in 14 games, averaging just over 11, uh, 11.3 fantasy points per game. He did have an assist in that uh, 3-1 win yesterday. Um, and I, I've got his uh, line mate as well, Anders Lee, on his wing at six thousand uh, dollars, just to stack with him. Um, uh, you know, Lee had a goal on Monday. He's got eight points in 14 games, um, just you know, over ten and a half at, at ten point six fantasy points per game. So for me, um, I decided to stay away from the Sabers in this matchup, and uh, I went with the Islanders. Now, Steele, it looks like you do like some players from the Buffalo side of things. So who are you looking at for this one? Yeah, I went the opposite direction of Jake here, and I went with Jack Eichel and Victor Olsson on that top line. Jack Eichel, of course, being at $8,100 and Victor Olsson at $5,500. I'll, I'll start off with Eichel right now, but I, I like what he's doing. I know it's been a rough season for him so far, and he's probably really disappointed with where they're at in the standings. But 11 points in 11 games, 39 shots. He has 24 shots in his last five games combined. So this guy puts the puck on net. He's going to get that top power play uh time uh, as well uh, with Victor Olsson on his right side and they play together on the top line Victor Olsson at $5,500 I find a, a lot of great value in him he has 10 points in 10 games he's on a six point game uh, six game point streak right now he also has 30 plus shots on that uh, and he actually hits the net a lot too 
with the with it with the amount of shots he puts on. So I'm going the opposite direction of Jake here. It's it's probably going to be another low scoring game, but I've got Jack Eichel and Victor Olsen. I didn't find a, a lot other value in this game besides those two. All right, David, we're coming to you to split this one up. Where are you looking? Uh, are you looking more Islanders or more Sabers? Well, lucky for everybody listening, we're going to give you plenty of options today because I'm going to go completely the other route and avoid this game altogether. And you know what? Maybe it'd be nice if they get a little power outage here because I would expect this game is going to be ugly. You are probably not going to want to watch this. And I'm going to stay away from this one completely. I have no idea if the Islanders are going to shell the Sabres because, you know, they're probably going to have pretty bad legs tonight, a back-to-back after being off for two weeks. They don't really have another option to go in goaltender again tonight. So after losing last night, he might be back in tonight to get the uh, get the loss again. But, you know, just quickly touching on that Dallas game as well, guys, I, I mean... I think the Leafs wish that probably the lights went out in the third period last night too, but I think Dallas might've caught a break to be honest, because ahead of that game, I was thinking they might be looking ahead to Thursday night's matchup of uh, rematch of the Stanley cup final last year against the Tampa Bay lightning. So they're on a four game skid. I think they could definitely use this extra time off. So we'll revisit that one on Thursday guys. So make sure to tune in uh, ahead of that one before what we have to say, but yeah, I'm going to stay away completely from this game, guys. No players interested me in this one. And that's what we call a tease in the industry and a great one at that. But I'm actually going to kind of side with Steele here. Not necessarily talking the Buffalo Sabres, but Steele, you said one thing that resonated with me, with me, and that was that you think this is going to be a low-scoring game. And I have to agree with you. That's why I like Ilya Sorokin at 7900 bucks. You know, I don't think he's going to be very high-owned. I think this game's kind of ugly to look at. And I think it's going to be a greasy, kind of gross game to kind of, to kind of be a part of. So Ilya Sorokin, a goalie that might be getting some shots, but maybe not be too, too busy could be a little bit of a safer option and he's under 8,000 bucks for the goalie position but then I also like Rasmus Dahlin at 4,000 bucks now this is all going to be a game time decision but right now Ristolainen is still out with COVID protocol Montour is still out with COVID protocol Jake McCabe is still out with COVID protocol so I'm not sure what defensemen the Buffalo Sabres exactly have but Rasmus Dahlin is one of them and I think he's going to play all the minutes so at 4,000 bucks with power play time with first pairing minutes a guy who hits a guy who block shots he's pretty much all over the ice and he's young and he's still trying to put his stamp on it i think i think and i really do believe that this could be a pretty good spot for him especially at that price and then jake i also wrote down anders lee like i said i think it's going to be a gritty game and he fits that gritty role perfectly so if he can get the uh ugly secondary stats and then maybe tap one in from barzell i think that could be how this game plays out and i like that way of looking at it but now to our breakout bets jake i'm going to come right back to you what do you like in this one well, uh, Steph, just like my DFS, you know, going with the Islanders, I'm going to go the same way uh, with my betting. I took them on the money line at minus 130. Um, you know, kind of what Crosby was saying and, and what we've all said here, too, about how, you know, Buffalo, they were off for a while with COVID. Uh, you know, it's a back-to-back. Their legs could be a little shaky tonight and, and, and a little rusty still as well. So uh, I like the Islanders on the money line at minus 130. Steel. Yeah, for me, I have to agree with Jake here, uh, but only for the player that he picked, and that's Matthew Barzell. I've got him at over zero and a half assists at plus 110. I like, like Jake mentioned, he's a top guy. He likes to find his teammates on the power play as well as just on five on five. So I've got him at 0.5 assists at plus 110, as well as Jack Eichel over 0.5 assists at plus 100. David? 
Just when I try to turn the lights out on this game, Steph, Ilya Sorokin might get his first career NHL win tonight. So you had to give the folks a reason to watch. My reason to watch is the New York Islanders money line. I'm riding with you here, Jake. Minus 130. I feel like that's some great value. And I'll probably put a few uh, shackles on the puck line as well at plus 180. Well, uh, I'm actually riding with Steele on this one, and I thought I was going to sit here being the smartest guy in the room, but it looks like Steele was also doing his homework because Matt Barzell, over a half an assist at plus 110, it just screams out to me. And uh, I do think I just said maybe a little bit not too long ago that Anders Lee might just tap in a little nice one from Barzell, maybe a little bit of a greasy goal. So I do think that that's the bet that I'm circling for that game. Guys, moving on to two other teams that... Again, maybe not the most exciting, but hey, we're covering it. And that's the New Jersey Devils at the New York Rangers. Steele, I want to start with you on this one. Who do you have for this game that maybe not not the biggest names going? Yeah, I, I've only written down one name. I didn't find a lot of value in this game just because of how disappointed I've been in the New York Rangers and and as well as the Devils. You know, they started off a little bit hot and now they've kind of you know, worn off a little bit since then. But the only name I wrote down was Miles Wood at $4,300. I think he can be a utility kind of guy, not someone that you can stack in your lineup. So that's how kind of what I was looking at right near at here. And Miles Wood at $4,300, I think that's a great value pick. Eight points in, in those 10 games at 24 shots. The thing I was surprised to see, though, was he only has two hits so far this season. And when I think of Miles Wood, I think of a guy who's gritty, physical, and likes to get under people's skin. So I was a little bit surprised to see that he only had two hits so far this season. Last year, he had 102 hits in 68 games. So I think he'll look to get a little bit more physical in the, in the upcoming games. So hopefully he can get that going. And, you know, this I'm just going to tease my bet, uh, my bet for this game here. And these two teams are the worst and third worst teams for goals for in the league right now. They also don't allow a lot of goals either. So that's just a, a little bit of a tease going into my my bet for this game. But these teams do not score a lot of goals. Steel, Steel, come on, man. You're you're making it seem like you and I talk too much about this before because with that great tease, I think we have the same breakout bet for this game. But uh, David, sticking with DFS right now, do you like anything from this game? I actually do, and I'm a little bit surprised in Steel that his boy Mackenzie Blackwood is back on the board and he wouldn't even give him a mention. Come on, Steel, I can't wait to see what goalie you ended up playing tonight because I thought for sure you were going to go with Blackwood. But I'm There's actually a lot of great value up there. Hey, fair enough, fair enough. And I'm looking in the other net to Igor Shosturkin, $8,200 tonight. Pretty pricey goalie, but listen, the Devils haven't played in 16 days. We just watched the Islanders smother the Sabres in that 3-1 win last night after they were off for two weeks. Shosturkin has a 944 save percentage in his last five games. He usually gets a ton of saves because the Rangers are pretty leaky defensively. And even before the Devils' huge layoff, which Steele alluded to, they were scoring at the seventh lowest clip on a per game basis. So even before this huge layoff, they couldn't score. I don't think they're going to be able to score tonight. I think Shesterkin is the goalie to go with here. And I have a nice value play in this game, or at least I hope it's going to turn out to be nice. That is winger Colin Blackwell at $2,600. Now, if you need a cheap option in your last roster spot, I think Blackwell is your guy. He's in a top six role with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider, and he's centering the second power play. He had three points in four games before an injury, and then he came back and played against the Bruins. He had two shots and three hits in his return. He only played nine minutes. That's pretty good production in nine minutes. I think the training wheels come off tonight, and I think he could pay off big time against some weak competition. 
I'm loving the value, Jake. I don't think you saw as much value in this game. What do you think about the DFS outlook? <laughs> yeah, Steph. Well, uh, you know how Crosby, uh, you know, didn't really want to go any anywhere near uh, one of the games we just talked about. I'm going to do the same thing for this one. Uh, I didn't really find anything too interesting in in this uh, for this DFS, you know, on the DFS side of things, I should say, for this game. Um, I just think, you know, it can be really unpredictable. And, and honestly, um, you know, I'll maybe mention it uh, or maybe alluding to my bet for this game. But um, if I had to pick a, a side for DFS, I, I'd probably go with the Rangers just because of, you know, the, the Devils being off for, like you said, 16 days. But um, I just think, you know, going back to the start of the season when we were all so confident in that Stars Predators matchup and we know how that turned out. I mean, that was a little bit different, of course, because one of the teams wasn't off for 16 days. Um, but, you know, there, there just wasn't too, you know, nothing exciting really for me uh, on the DFS side. Well, all right, Jake, let me try to sell you on one player here. And that's Damon Severson at thirty eight hundred dollars. Guys, he's played nine games. He has 13 block shots, 23 shots on goal, 10 hits. He's averaging 23 and a half minutes of time on ice and nine point three fantasy points per games, all for the great price of under. 4,000 DFS dollars. So that's Damon Severson at 3,800 bucks. I I do think that this is going to be a defensive dominating game. And I think we've all alluded to it. So I'm just going to kind of go into my breakout bet first, guys. I have it at under five and a half plus 100. I think that that's the bet of the night for me as well. I really, really, really like the odds of that happening because like we've mentioned these two teams don't really like scoring and steel I'll throw it to you to just kind of jump on because I do think that that's what you were alluding to a little bit earlier as your breakout bet. Oh, yeah, I think great minds think alike, and you and I seem to be on a trend right here. And my breakout bet is under five and a half goals total in this game, plus 100. Like I already said, the worst and third worst teams for goals for in this league so far. And like I said, they also don't allow a lot of goals. They've only allowed the Devils have only allowed 26 goals in nine games. The Rangers, 34 goals allowed in uh, in 13 games for that team. So. I don't think it's like we talked about for the Sabres and Islanders games. I think this is going to be a low scoring game for them as well. Jake. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of mentioned it a little bit there, but I've decided to go with the Rangers on the money line tonight at minus 140. Um, you know, not the best value at minus 140. It could certainly be worse, but I think that, you know, just because of the Devils, you know, it is unpredict- unpredictable still, but. Um, I do like the Rangers, especially that they have been playing games and the Devils. They've just been off for for too long, I think, um, in, in my opinion. So Rangers on the money line at minus 140. Crosby. Love it. I'm going to play both sides of the fence, boys. I got Rangers money line minus 140 and the under five and a half for plus 100. So, hey, we might all end up winners tonight and then I'll end up a double winner. always looking to leverage us i love it david guys moving on to a game that i actually think there's some sneaky good value in, and that's the minnesota wild wild at the la kings crosby i'm going to come over to you to start us off on the dfs content for this one are there any players that you liked here well Steele's probably going to want to mute me for this section because i am not going to be too kind to his minnesota wild in this one my first play and i think one of the best plays of the night is anze kopitar at sixty one hundred dollars he has 17 points in 13 games and 10 of those are on the power play luckily for kopitar minnesota is extremely undisciplined they're the fourth most penalized team on a per game basis jared spurgeon is day to day and even if he plays he might not be 100 percent. he's a pretty good defensive uh key for them so if they get some power plays which i expect the kings are going to do 
I think they're going to capitalize quite a bit for a team that should be pretty rusty. The Kings, or excuse me, the uh, Minnesota Wild haven't played in two weeks either. I'm going to also stack on winger Adrian Kempe. Now, $4,200 for him. None of my lineups are going to be without Kempe tonight. Cheap price for a guy who is averaging 10.7 fantasy points per game. He centers the top power play unit, and he has better per game production than Jamie Benn, Gabriel Landeskog, and Taylor Hall. Their average price is $6,800. So basically, you're getting a 40% discount because nobody knows Kempe's name. He's got a four-game point streak, 16 shots in his last three games. You remember how I pumped up Brian Rust ahead of last episode and he rewarded me with two goals? Always follow the shots, my friend. And Adrian Kempe brings the shots. I'm not even done yet either. My last guy (laughs) on this defenseman, Drew Doughty, $5,500. Now, I dropped Drew Donut in a keeper league this year. I've been kicking myself ever since. He's had some down years, but he's making up for it big time this season. He's got 11 points in 13 games. He had three power play assists against the Sharks last game. Start all three of these guys and just pray that Minnesota keeps taking those penalties. I love me a good discount. 40% is not too shabby of one, to say the least. Steele, I'm going to give you a chance to kind of stand up for your Minnesota Wild here. Are there any DFS plays you like on the other side of the puck? Yeah, there's not really too much I can argue with here. He makes a great point with uh, with how many penalties they like to take in this game. And the way I'm looking at this uh, game between the Wild and Kings is I look at this as a value game. So I've, I've put my money in one of the games that we haven't uh, talked about yet. So I look at this game where I can still find some talented, skilled guys who bring a lot of value to the game here. And I'm starting off with Joel Erickson Eck at $5,300. It is a, one of those mid-tier uh, prices you'll have to pay, but I think Joel Erickson Eck will get the job done for you. Nine points so far this season, 31 shots, 17 hits. He's gotten a lot physical, uh, th- a lot more physical this season for the Minnesota Wild. So I think he does bring a little bit of a more physical edge for them as well. And I paired him up with Jordan Greenway f- for $3,400. 10 points, 16 shots, 14 hits. Someone that th- that can bounce off together with Erickson Eck. And then just to add on top of that, Ryan Suter at $4,900, 6 points, 22 shots, 10 blocks. I think these guys just bring a lot of value for a cheaper price that you can find in, in, uh, in some of the other games around this league. So Crosby makes a lot of good points there. That's why I decided to kind of go with some cheaper guys but still bring a lot of value into, into tonight's D- DFS. Jake, we've seen some good options from the Minnesota side, some great options from the L.A. side. Where are you looking? Well, Steele, I hate to break it to you, but uh, I have to side with Crosby here uh, on on the L.A. Kings side uh, for this matchup. And I think, you know, for me, a big part of it, like David mentioned, was that, you know, the Wild haven't played since February 2nd. Um, and so for that reason, I also went with Kopitar at $6,100 and Dowdy at 5500 And I just think... You know, with Kopitar, he's on a four-game point streak. He's hot right now. He's got five points uh, on that point streak. And, uh, you know, like Crosby said, 17 points in 13 games. So, um, you know, he loves to shoot the puck, uh, 30 shots on net in 13 games played. So, um, you know, if you're looking at that, you know, a a little more than two a game. Um, But, you know, also from the uh, on the defensive end, like like you said, Cross with Drew Doughty, um, you mentioned it, those, you know, a big game against the Sharks, 
Uh, he's got four power play assists and three blocks in his last two games. So, you know, he's also averaging nearly 27 minutes of ice time a night. So I think if you look at it from that point of view, too, he's on the ice a ton. He's bound to, to stack up some of those peripheral um, you know, statistics like hits and, and shots as well. So I really like uh, the Kings for this game, and um, that's why uh, I went with them in the DFS side as well. Well, I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate here, guys, because I also like Jordan Greenway from Minnesota, but Anse Kopitar, and I have a different winger than Kempe David. I actually liked Alexia Follow at 4800 bucks. He's playing first line with Kopitar. He's playing first power play. He... Over his last three games, he has over 10 DraftKings points in each, and he's averaging about 20 minutes of time on ice in each of those games. Minnesota's beat up right now. They have a lot of guys not playing. Their team is kind of up in shambles in a little bit. So I do like the Los Angeles Kings here, and I'm kind of pushing my chips in with Kopitar and Iafalo as my preliminary stack, maybe looking at some other options here as well on the defensive side of things. But Kopitar and Iafalo are in all of my lineups tonight. Steele, you wanted to add something? Yeah, I just wanted to add that. I don't think you on either side is is the wrong answer here. I think both of I think all of us are right that you can choose either of these players on any of these teams. And just to, just to prove it is that the the Wild and the Kings have already played four times this year. We've seen the first two games they played went into overtime. They've scored in three of those four games. They've scored more than eight goals in three of those four games. One of those and and the Wild have won three out of the four so far with the Kings winning a 2-1 game. So I think either way, you find a lot of great value in this game, especially if you want to go with those top guys on the Kings. No question, they're going to bring a lot of value if you choose Dowdy, Kopitar, and Dustin Brown on that top line. But if you want to go for a cheaper option, I think the Minnesota Wild is the way to go if you're looking for a different kind of game to throw all your money at. Well, if we are talking value, my breakout better than night. I do think with all the injuries, this should have been a little bit closer to a pick em, But L.A. Moneyline plus 110, that's where my money is going. Steel, what do you like for your breakout bet? Uh, my breakout bet is Anze Kopitar. Over two and a half shots at plus 130. He has 10 shots in his last four games, so I'm going with him. Jake? Yeah, I like that, Steel. Uh, Steph, I also went uh, with the Kings on the money line at plus 110. I also... Um, you know, I, I think another good one, Steele, you said Kopitar, uh, I have over 0.5 assists at minus 110. Uh, he's got 13 assists this year in 13 games. Uh, I think uh, he's a big part of that Kings offense. Nice. And David? I also took the Kings money line at plus 110. Like I said a couple episodes ago, home underdogs is a great bet. And I'm also playing the alternative puck line for L.A. at minus one and a half. That's at plus 330. This is probably the most shine the L.A. Kings have gotten from us or maybe anybody else this entire season. I think they have four wins. So soak it up, L.A. <laughs> it's hard. You know, those 10 o'clock games are past my bedtime, so it's tough to kind of give them the attention they deserve. But guys, moving on to two teams that definitely have everybody around the NHL's attention. And this was a tough one for our game of the night between the other game that we haven't touched on yet. But let's go over staying in the West Coast, the Colorado Avalanche at the Vegas Golden Knights. Jake, I want to start with you. What are your favorite plays in this one? Yeah, well, Steph, this was tough because I think you can, you can, you know, there's obviously stars on both sides, so you kind of have to pick a side and and stick with it. So for me, I decided to go with the Avs for this matchup on the DFS side. Uh, Nathan McKinnon up the middle at $8,800. He's really expensive tonight. Um, you know, I think he's worth it though. You know, he had four shots on net in Sunday's one nothing loss to Vegas when they just played. Uh, Flurry was, you know, incredible in that game for the Golden Knights. 
Um, and, you know, McKinnon, you kind of always know what he's get, what you're going to get with him. You know, he loves to throw the puck on net. He, he ranks fourth in the league uh, in shots on goal per game at just over four at 4.09. Um, you know, he is averaging just over 15 fantasy points per game uh, with 14 points in 11 games. And then to offset him, I decided to go with Brandon Saad on the wing at $3,300. So I thought that kind of offsets that high price of McKinnon for a stack there. Um, of course, with that lower price, you know, Saad obviously isn't going to produce as much. Um, but, you know, on the same line, I, th- I think there's a chance he could get some good value there. And it definitely helps there to, to kind of balance out uh, the pricing. David, do you agree with him, or are you looking at the Vegas Golden Knights? I am looking the other way because Marc Andre Fleury crushed my dreams in these teams' last matchup. Jake mentioned that one nothing snoozer. That does not motivate me to spend money on any of these high-priced players. I blew a lot of DFS bucks on this game last time, and I am not making that same mistake again. So you got you're not taking anybody. No, no, nobody dice? for me. I like it. Steele, what do you have? I'm going the opposite direction of David Crosby here. And I, you know, you, you talked about uh, goaltenders like Igor Shosturkin at $8,200, Ilya Sorokin potentially getting his first his first win tonight. I mentioned both Marc-Andre Fleury and, Phil, and Philip Grubauer. Marc-Andre Fleury at $7,700 with the way he's playing this year is an absolute steal. 7-1 and one so far in this year in eight games. Two shutouts. He's a 9.44 save percentage and a 1.38 goals against average. Mark Andre Fleury. If you're if you're looking to, for a goalie who's cheap and can potentially steal the game against another great team, Mark Andre Fleury. But again, Philip Grubauer right under him, $7,500. He's seven and three so far this season. Also with two shutouts, he's playing the best of his career as well. 1.61 goals against average with a 9.37 save percentage. So I think. And both of those goalies right there, you you have a great choice for a great value. And then just to top it off with a little bit of a sneaky, uh, cheap defensive player here, Zach Whitecloud at $2,900 if you're looking for a cheap defenseman. 4.16 shots, 13 blocks, and and 22 hits as well. He's averaging over 19 minutes so far. I think with Shea Theodore out of the lineup tonight, he should get a little bit more opportunity to jump in the play and you know kind of showcase what he can do. But I think for twenty nine hundred dollars, with everything, with all the little things that he does for the Vegas Golden Knights, I think it's a great value pick. Well, guys, what I wrote down on my note here is I'm torn between if Vegas is just that good or can Colorado Colorado come out for revenge tonight. And none of you helped me make that decision. But I think <laughs> I'm going all in on the Colorado Avalanche. And the only reason why is because I think it's going to be one of those odd nights where you get guys like Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen at really low ownership. You know, I played Austin Matthews last night in DFS and he was over 35% owned in the, in the uh, tournament that I was in. So like it, you're getting these high end players. And I think that people are going to be away from McKinnon and Rantanen for the reasons that we've listed, how good Vegas has been, how good they looked on Sunday night and everything taken into consideration. So when you have talent like McKinnon and Rantanen that are going maybe a little bit more under own than they usually would, that's when I kind of want to go all in on them. So I am taking that flyer. And then Kale McCarr is a game time decision. 
If he's out, guys, Bowen Byram at $2,900 is a great value play. On Sunday against Vegas, he had five hits, three block shots. He played over 23 minutes and had 6.9 DraftKings points for $2,800 that game. They bumped him up just $100, and nothing has really changed with the outlook of injuries on that defensive line, and they are riddled with them. He is playing second power play as well as it stands right now with Kale McCart out. So guys, with that, looking at our breakout bets, I'm sticking with Colorado. I have them on the money line, and I have Nathan McKinnon anytime goal scorer plus 150. Jake, coming to you, what is your breakout bet for this one? Yeah, Steph, you said it. The Avalanche on the money line. That's what I'm going with uh, for a lot of the same reasons you said at minus 110. I mean, it is a pick em, right? So it can go, you know, there's, there's a good chance for either way. But um, I just think the Avs are going to have a bounce back game tonight, and uh, that's why I went with them on the money line. David. Fun fact, did you guys know that these two teams are tied for first in the fewest goals allowed per game in the league? You look at the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche and you think, wow, offensive powerhouse. But what you don't think is two shut down defensive teams that do not allow goals. So I'm going with the under five and a half at plus 100 tonight. Steel. I'm in total agreement with David Crosby here. Under five and a half total at plus 100. He mentioned it. These goaltenders, first and third best teams in the league for uh, goals allowed this season. Again, you have one of the both. Both teams have one of the best defensive cores. One is a little bit younger and skilled. The other one a little bit more veteran and well-rounded. But both teams work well defensively as well as both teams' offenses. Come back into the defensive zone, help out each other. You got to go with the under five and a half total. All right, well, it looks like it's going to be a one nothing Colorado win. Nathan McKinnon, the lone goal scorer, and all of our bets are going to hit, guys. Let's finally turn the page to our game of the night, and we landed on the Washington Capitals at the Pittsburgh Penguins. You can talk about McDavid, you can talk about Matthews, but those two names that you can never get rid of, Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby, going head-to-head, it's always exciting. David, we're going to start with you, with you for this one. What are your favorite plays in this game? Well, sit back and relax, folks, because I got a lot of plays in this one. And my first one <laughs> is Nicholas Backstrom at $6,700. I don't love the depth uh, in centers in tonight's slate, so I don't mind paying up for some good ones. 18 points in 13 games with one or more points in 11 of those. He has an extremely high floor and a great ceiling in a game that I think could be another shootout. I'm going to add winger Tom Wilson at $4,900 on his wing. If they keep this man's price tag under 5K, I'm just going to keep picking him. 12 points in 11 games. He got held off the score sheet last time out. He doesn't need any more reason to be angry. He plays angry as it is. So I think he's going to be out with something to prove tonight, and he will not be held off the score sheet again. On the other side of the puck, My boy, Brian Rust, all the way up to $6,600. But guess what? You're not going to price me out. I am going to go with him once again. Four straight outings with 20-plus minutes of ice time. He, uh, He has 20 shots three goals, and six points in his last three games. And he's averaging 28 fantasy points per game in those last three. He's a must start tonight. I'm going to join up with defenseman Chris Letang as well. $5,000. Similar to Drew Doughty, Letang has been underwhelming in recent seasons. But forget that. He's got four points, 
six shots, five blocks, and four hits in his last three games, and averaging close to 15 fantasy points per game in the last two. He's also only the 13th highest cost among tonight's D-men. You know I like a bargain, and for a proven first-line power play guy, I think that's a steal. And you know exactly where you're going to get Chris Letang's minutes, and they're going to be in an abundance, especially when they go up against the Washington Capitals. I feel like there's always a little bit more of an edge when these two teams meet. Steele, coming to you now, what do you like from this game? I like the Washington Capitals, and I went with the entire top line with Alexander Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom, and Tom Wilson. I'll start with Ovechkin. He's at $8,700. This is the game that I threw all of my money on, and there's a reason why, which I'll talk about a little bit after I finish with the why I chose these players, but... Alex Ovechkin, $8,700, 13 points, 35 shots, 7 blocks, 28 hits. We already know what this guy brings to the table. He does everything around the ice for the Washington Capitals. So I'm not going to get too much into into detail with him because we already know what he can do. Nicholas Backstrom, $6,700. I think that's a great steal for Nicholas Backstrom at $6,700. 18 points, leads all of Washington Capitals in points so far this season. 31 shots. You won't get a lot of blocks and hits from him, but... This guy loves to pass to pass the puck to his teammates, especially on the power play. We know what he can do with the puck and how skilled he is with it. So Nicholas Backstrom at $6,700. Again, Tom Wilson, $4,900. Crosby already mentioned it. He has 47 hits so far this season, 12 points, 21 shots as well. So I'm stacking that entire first line for the Washington Capitals. And the reason I'm doing that is because this was a team that started the season 6-0-3. They hadn't lost in regulation in their first in their first nine games. They're currently on a four-game losing streak right now. I think this team comes out a little bit up, a little bit mad and gritty in tonight's game, going up against, uh, especially against going against their rivalry uh, in the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I think they come out very mad and show a lot of grit and tenacity in this game. So I'm going with the top line of the Washington Capitals. Jake, are you all in on Washington too? Yeah, Steph, I am. I, I mean, maybe not with, with some of their top stars, but I mean, uh, of course, I think, you know, going with Alex Ovechkin is never a bad idea, especially with the way that he's been playing so far this year. But I decided to go with Ovechkin, of course, Steele, you said it there for all the reasons you said at $8,700. Um, but also, I, I have a couple kind of mid-tier guys on Washington that I think could have some good value. One of them up the middle, Evgeny Kuznetsov, $5,700. You know, he did score a power play goal in that game against the Pens on Sunday, and that was his first game back since January 19th because of COVID. Um, and, you know, I think since he was out for a while, his price is actually lower than uh, than normal. So I think you could take advantage of that for sure. And then alongside Kuznetsov on his wing, Jacob Vrana at $4,000. Um, I think that's a, a decent stack you could pull off. Uh, he also scored on Sunday, and he's averaging 8.3 fantasy points per game so I think this is a game that a lot of people are going to be focused on the stars for good reason you know with Ovechkin and, and uh, you know Backstrom on the other side Crosby Malkin um, but uh, I think some of these mid-tier guys on the Capitals you know you, you could take a shot on them and uh, you know I, I think it could easily pay off it's funny, Jake, because you're saying some of the mid-tier players on the Capitals, but if you actually look at the price of the stars on the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, they're not off by too much than these mid-tier plays that you're looking at. I like Sidney Crosby at 6400 bucks. You know, in three games versus the Capitals this year, he has two goals, three assists, five points, eight shots on goal, and he's averaging 16.5 DraftKings points against Washington. I want that in my lineup, especially under 
6,500 bucks at just 6,400. And then I'm going to take a thousand dollar more of a discount and go to Evgeny Malkin. I do think maybe when you're playing up against so many of his, uh, maybe his friends from Russia in the uh, Washington Capitals, you listed them off guys, Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, uh, Vrana, you have so many of these guys that he's played with, that he's friends with. Maybe this is finally the spark that Evgeny Malkin needs to kind of get going this season. He has started off very slow and he hasn't been very promising. And that's why he's just at 5,400 bucks. But he's going to be on that first power play. He's going to be playing with Sid. He's going to be playing with Latang. So why not give him a chance, especially at what I believe is a very discounted price? And that kind of takes us into our breakout bet, guys. I have Malkin over a half assist at plus 110. That's the one that I liked for this game. David, we're going to come to you now. What is your breakout bet? I think over six and a half at minus 125 is a good play, but I'm also jumping on an over 0.5 assist, and that's for Nicholas Backstrom at plus 100. 11 and 13 games. I like both those bets. Steele? Uh, I'm sticking with the Washington Capitals money line at plus 110. I think that brings a lot of great value, especially since they're the underdog. They gave the underdog card to them because they're on a four-game losing streak, and I think they finally snapped that losing streak in tonight's game. And Jake? Yeah, Steele, I completely agree with you. I've got the caps on the money line. You set it at plus 110. Um, I also think, Crosby, that over could be a, a great bet, too, with the way the, you know um, these two teams have that potential for this high-scoring game. Guys, Five games, no consensus breakout lock of the night, but that wraps up our DFS breakdown. Now, we've given you guys a lot of picks, so before we leave, we're going to quickly highlight which one is our breakout bet lock of the night. Now, I kind of mentioned it earlier, mine, I am sticking with with the New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers under 5.5 at plus 100. Steele, what is your lock of the night? My lock of the night is, again, the Washington Capitals money line at plus 110. Jake? Yeah, I'm going to go back to that uh, LA Kings-Minnesota Wild matchup. I'm going to go with Anze Kopitar at over 0.5 assists at minus 110. I just love his game right now. I think he really, really drives that offense. And Crosby, take us home. To apologize for never picking any Islanders in DFS, I am going to go with the New York Islanders money line at minus 130 tonight. And that's all we have for you on this episode of the Breakout Fantasy Hockey and Gambling Podcast. If you haven't yet, go and follow us at BreakoutHKY underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter. And make sure you're subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And always gamble responsibly.